to Warriors for Christ, where we hope to encourage, inspire, and bring people closer to Jesus Christ. Uh, hello to Warriors for Christ, everybody. Today's uh, session will be on kindness. I'll be running it. It's Adam. Uh, and we're just going to be talking about kindness in general. Uh, most people in the world today, you know, the Bible, it says, love thy neighbor and just expect nothing of others uh, in return. And I know that sounds a little hard to do, but we're going to try and uh, explain it for you guys. Now, we've, we've all experienced kindness and things like that. And... I think now is a perfect time to show kindness because of COVID. You know, everyone's inside today. It's really hard to get outside, do the things you want to do. Depression's on the rage. And just being kind to one another and just being a little bit of that light does bring a little bit of happiness into people's lives. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about our experiences. We're also going to talk about, well, Austin and Alan have two people that they picked from the Bible that have... In their eyes showed lots of kindness. We're gonna start off by uh, giving uh, like what kindness means to each one of us individually. I I'll start us off. Uh, kindness is uh, something that people have in order to be loving and caring to one another. And uh, you know, you can be kind and not be Christian, but it does help. Mm -hmm. Christians, uh, Christians are usually a religion of <clears throat> kindness and just caring and brotherhood. And uh, some people in life, they might just think of themselves as bad people. They might just think of themselves as bullies for the rest of their life, you know, cynical. But, um, you know, when, when, if you do feel like you are having a hard time or if you're bad or you give other people a hard time, it, it takes that realization to, to really take the steps to becoming a better person. And it takes a, and it takes a big man to admit their ways and their wrongs. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you were wanting to take uh, your first step to kindness, just, you know, own up to what you've done and said. And, you know, of course, you're going to mess up along the way. But mm -hmm. as long as you stick to that path of kindness, even if you are a Christian, even if you're not, I think that you can still become a better person and everything. So I'm going to hand it off to uh, Austin and what he believes is kindness. Well, my experience of kindness, I guess it has to be how I serve and put myself before others. I think it's like really important that just putting everything before yourself and mm -hmm. put others first. Like if someone may be struggling with something and just help them out and with, with whatever they're going through. Even like at church, I help out with the production team. If, if you heard me say that before, sometimes I think of others before I think of myself, even if like I don't agree with it or think it's necessary. Cause sometimes you might hate doing stuff like that. You, what you're putting your before <laughs> yourself even like sometimes if you hear the saying like putting the truth like you don't tell someone necessarily the truth because it's like can hurt them sometimes it, they just say it's better to keep it keep it just like hidden or keep as a secret i guess but what do you believe do you believe that say for instance there is something that could hurt a friend right mm -hmm. like there's some like something big and telling them what say for instance hurt the truth or you know hurt them tell the truth yeah but if you lie it would protect them or protect their feelings oh uh, yeah no well yeah so what, what i i agree with course? both like because sometimes it's just a good friend to tell them the truth and yeah it would hurt but they, eventually they'll get over it and it can help them grow stronger mm -hmm. but even if if you do like hold it back and lie i guess because if they did find out they might be mad at you or think of you as a bad friend or something i think i think is 
for me as a person, I think um, it really depends on the situation. If you feel like you're being kind by saying that that person needs to do this or that and they don't like that, I think that the fact that you find that yourself trying to get better and like being kind to that person, I think it really matters to you. If you felt like you've chose the right decision, then I think that's worth it. But again, it does matter case by case. Also, sorry um, for not saying this before, but we do have Alan, our uh, uh, manager. Manager. He's uh, a. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I, I got man. I wanted to call him a producer. Well, he kind of is that he too. He is the producer. He is. But our manager, he's uh, feeling a little under the weather today, so he's uh, in a Skype call with uh, us. So we do apologize if there's any audio issues with him. But I think I think uh, we're gonna pass it on to Alan and what he thinks of kindness. All right, Adam. Well, actually, I'm not really under the weather. I was just being a concerned citizen. Oh. So. Oh, my bad. <laughs> That's my bad. You don't have to say that. I thought, I thought it was. Alright, well. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, first I'm going to start off with saying that I kind of do take a different approach to both Adam and Austin here. Mm-hmm. Because, Adam, while you were correct in saying that Christianity is a religion of kindness and brotherhood, those things, I believe, do come secondary to the truth it is a religion of truth first and foremost however this is where the kindness comes in I believe kindness is basically the correct way of I guess sharing the information sharing the truth with other people yeah like I said I I agree with both sides you know I think now that you're saying it I, I do you, and you did say that kindness is a big factor, but I do also believe that truth. Well, it's is the right big. kind of kindness. Though. Yeah, I do That's believe. What you have to keep in mind. I, I do agree with you saying truth is probably number one thing in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Brandon, would you like to share your opinion? Of course, I always like sharing my opinion. So, my opinion on kindness is really. I guess, like, a basic form of just being nice to each other, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Again, like, love thy neighbor. Um, Also, kindness is, for me, helping people out, making people smile, just doing things that help each other, including, again, like I said, with COVID. um, I reference COVID because it is the most prominent example right now with healthcare, um, people donating masks, people wearing masks around the stores. Just things like that that really help people out, and that's really my version of kindness. Just really, just helping people out and being well, nice about it. Mm. Well, I know I've like heard statistics where it's like, like teenagers our age are in depression usually, or because of COVID now, mm-hmm. because I guess they can't hang out with their friends or do things that they like to do because everything's yeah. shut down. Yeah, yeah. And I think now is the perfect time to reach out to them, say, "Hey, how are you doing?" or yeah, because yeah. we're just naturally social, mm-hmm. and right now we're social distancing. Yeah, true. Yeah, like I, I can relate because I'm like a really social person, right? Like I like, I like talking a lot. Mm-hmm. So this whole COVID thing, when it first came, it was awful for me. Yeah, so me too. I, I know how people feel when they say, "Hey, I got really depressed." And for me, my friend helped me get out of that depressed state. You know, just talking to me, saying, "Hey, checking up on me." And I started doing that for other people once I started 
mm-hmm. you know, making myself feel better. So I, I feel that's how I really see kindness in my eyes. Yeah. Doing things for others, helping out. Mm-hmm. Being selfless in a way. Even if, like, even like I said, even if you don't like want to do it, 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 your opinion really helps others. Uh, the, the there's a difference between uh, com- most people don't know this, but compassion is a little bit different than kindness. Kind compassion goes with uh, you know giving something and getting something. You know, it's you, like empathy. Yeah, empathy you plus you, kindness. Yeah, pretty much. You basically are uh, kind to the person, and them being happy makes you happy. Yes, mm-hmm. it's true. And, um, you know, Austin said, even if uh, you feel like you don't want to do it, it's still nice to do it. I think that I think that there is some truth in some people, you know, they might not have they might have a different opinion. They might have something. But even if your neighbor, if your brother, mother, anything has a different opinion on you on a subject, that doesn't mean we should shut them out. That's true. Close them off, because how are we supposed to grow as a person or how is we supposed to grow as a society if we don't talk to one another? Well, that's that's what. Okay. Well, I feel know. like the Amish would have a very different view than you, Adam. <laughs> even my brother and I, like, I guess sometimes we don't get along too well, but sometimes just having like that heart to heart moment just really helps. Like where we talk about what we're struggling with and how we can help each other out, and that's like a true act of kindness. I think is. Oh yeah. Yeah, admitting when you're wrong and yeah, just you know, I guess the big thing I can say with that is like video games. Let me tell you so. So, I, I promise you, this relates to the topic. So, there's this game I like to play called Destiny 2, right? Yes. And there is these things called raids. Mm-hmm. Now, raids are a six-person activity where you guys all have to come together and work together. Mm-hmm. Now, when I tell teamwork. you... Teamwork. Yeah, it's like teamwork. Now, when I tell you that nobody likes to own up to, like, when they do something wrong or they mess up and they know they messed up, they don't like to speak... It's 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 not the best thing, so you know I I honestly do that too sometimes. So I know how it feels, you know, when it's like hard to admit that you're wrong for something. But you know what, you the the fact of the matter is that you know that you're wrong, and you I'm sure that you like uh, what what's the word like reconcile. Yeah. Well, that you uh, for that you might say like I'm I'm sorry or like you own up to that. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't just push it away, and I think that's really how uh, you grow your. You're, per- you're caring for one another and how you just genuinely you grow yourself in order to make yourself better for others like your own brand that's why yeah, I think definitely it. definitely because like when you meet somebody right you think um, you're you know you're asking them you know talking to them first thing that you think of is how kind are they you know like mm-hmm. are they like a nice person why are they you know talking to me whatever so again that's, that's how I feel yeah, no, and I'm, I'm like friendly like you are I like to talk to new people and <laughs> oh yeah I like, I like talking to you I love talking I love talking to new people you know even just having like one conversation with some somebody you, you know who might be having a bad day yeah that can really help them mm-hmm. yeah. uh, or just sitting with them at lunch or something at oh, school yeah. oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah that's uh I think I mean that, that's a classic example in yeah <laughs> like you, the, the video you go into middle school and watch and it's the girl sitting alone in a lunch table and then like they go up and sit next yeah that's such a classic example well i remember because i was the section leader last season marching band and there's this one new girl we had she just transferred from i think lincoln charter Mm -hmm. and i mean even though my my band director really didn't say this but i just knew to do it like i was going to hang out with her until she met new friends and Mm. got like just how we do things as a band and got around our school and stuff like i was showing her around just helping her and talking to her like any other human being would do yeah mm-hmm. she's she's another human being mm-hmm. don't 
uh, don't treat people like they're not. People are still a per. They're still people. Yeah. Even if they're new, even if they're different, they're still a person. Yeah. Because I know, even I was like new, I guess, coming to mm-hmm. elementary school, and I moved here in second grade, and I know that was tough for me. I end up meeting you and Payson in third grade, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Even like a personal example with me and you, um, mm-hmm. when I started working at the YMCA, um, I didn't really have any friends, but you know, just talking to people. You know, you helped me show the ropes and everything. Show me, you know, who's who, what's what, yeah. what to do. So you know, that that's another example. You know, that, and that, that can also really be good leadership. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call back yeah. to our uh, last podcast yeah. last week was about <laughs> leadership. If you want to check that out, mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Uh, you guys want to go to verse of the day? Well, just to, I'm going to jump in real quick. This mm-hmm. song we play in the intro is called Adventure by Matthew Parker. It talks about, like, doing adventures and, like, dreams coming true. I think that's important because I guess it's, like, them just hanging out and doing things together. And I think that's also important with kindness is get, yeah, building yeah. those relationships, doing things together. Yeah. Right. Um, now, Alan, we'll get ready to do verse of the day. You ready? Yes, I am. verse of the day. Today's verse comes from the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, and it is chapter 4, verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And by the way, this comes from the King James Version. Now, This verse, of course, very explicitly ties in with our topic that we are discussing today called leadership, uh, excuse me, kindness. (laughs) You got me confused, Adam, with the last podcast. Sorry. And, uh, well, be ye kind one to another. This basically describes how I said, how we should communicate the word, the truth, of the gospel to other people. Be ye kind one to another. Tender-hearted, this ties into the empathy that we were discussing earlier. Forgiving one another. Brandon talked about this in a couple of podcasts back. Forgiving. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Now that basically says, talks about imitating Christ. Adam talked about that earlier in a, in a previous podcast as well, mm-hmm. about how we can do greater things than I. That's basically how this ties into kindness. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're going to give our two uh, guys here, Austin and Alan, uh, let them do, give their examples. Um, Austin, you want to go first? Certainly. So I did pick the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, and he pretty much lived in Israel, and I guess what they pronounce it, Canaan or Canaan. <laughs> And Joseph, he was the son of Jacob. It's Canaan. Canaan? Yes. Okay. That's a weird word, I guess. (laughs) Okay, so Joseph, he was the son of Jacob, and he was the favorite son, I guess. And uh, Joseph's brothers, they were, like, really jealous of him because they knew that that he was the favorite son. And I even know that uh, Jacob even gave Joseph, like, a robe, and that really made them upset. But one day, Joseph, he had a dream, and pretty much... 
it's like he said like that he like thought of himself as a a king or something like ruling over his brothers and here's a verse to back that up we are binding sheaves of grain out in the field suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it kind of saying like how if you were a king you would bow down like your i guess peasants would bow down to you and this really made them mad and it made them so mad that they wanted to kill him but uh reuben he over he was another brother i think they had 12 brothers in that or siblings in that family but uh reuben he overheard this he's like why kill joseph instead they threw him into like a well but it just had like no water in it but eventually because so it's a dry well yeah they they let him sit there for a while and then eventually they said why don't we just sell him into slavery so we don't have to deal with like his death on our hands so that's what they did and they even tricked uh the father by they they dipped joseph's like uh, what is it a robe <laughs> and the they like killed a goat and dipped it all in its blood to make it look like he was dead and uh jacob was very mad about that so event going back to joseph's side he was now in egypt but he was like put in charge of cleaning the pharaoh's house but the pharaoh's wife i guess he had she had like a thing for him and thought he was cute and uh she wanted him to lie in bed with her but he he refused multiple times and then one day he left his garment and her hand and ran away because he was just tired of the pharaoh's wife wanting to sleep with with him and then uh one day when he fled the pharaoh's wife she made up a story like how joseph like raped her and like she was screaming and he ran away and left his garment and then joseph was thrown into prison like with the other slaves and but they all loved joseph because joseph like they would t- the the other prisoners would tell joseph like their dreams and he would interpret them that was like god going through joseph telling him like what would happen and uh eventually the pharaoh found out what was happening and he had a dream he couldn't understand so they called him out or joseph out and he interpreted the dream and he was so pleased that he was able to interpret the dream that he'd understand that he like put him like as like a deputy or a vice president you can call it in his dream or we'd have to talk about his dream later it's kind of long but you guys can check that out later but uh going back to jacob or joseph so joseph he sent because his brothers were coming there to get food because they heard that they had like a very good supply of food and uh joseph he sent his brothers to get back his father and the rest of the family and bring them to egypt to come live with him and joseph or jacob he was very he was like so happy that he was able to see joseph one more time because he knew he was on the stage of dying Mm mm-hmm and I, I think I'm just going to end the story here because it's, it's kind of long. It's in the story of, or a book of Genesis, chapters 37 through 50. I think it was just, he showed like, Joseph showed so, much, showed so much kindness because like even his brothers were being so mean to him, wanting to kill him, selling him to slavery and even throwing him down in the well. And he, he like, a couple years later, he forgave them and wanted them to come live with him because he was like the deputy of the, the pharaohs, you would call it. 
I think that was just very important what he did for his brothers and his family, even though how mean they were to him. Yeah, I, I could not. I'm gonna be honest with you. I could not do that. Well, right. that that's also goes back to forgiveness. What forgiveness, we talked about. Turn the other cheek. That mm-hmm. whole thing. I, yeah. I I really like that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like even just try to put yourself. Think about it, try to put yourself in their shoes. You know, could you do that? I mean, it's it's it takes like a strong will to kind of do that kind of stuff. I think there's even a movie, but we could talk about this later, Yeah. about forgiveness. I forget what all happens, but I think, like, the wife, there's this, like, family, and the wife gets murdered or something, and then the the husband, he was so mad about it, and then eventually he found, like, about out about the Bible and God, and he, for, he forgave mm-hmm. the murderer, whoever it was, and, uh, and that really, like, changed his life around. I think, uh, yeah, I think that'd be a good topic for another podcast. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. We should definitely tell that story more. Alan, would you like to tell your story now? Yes, but before I begin, I will fill you in on some biblical context about Austin's story, Joseph. Okay. Uh, so after all, what Austin said happened. Basically, God came to Jacob in a vision, God the Father, and mm-hmm. renamed him Israel, Mm-hmm. similar to how Saul was renamed to Paul. And uh, Jacob had 12 sons. Ten of them were with his first wife, Leah. Yeah, I remembered then, it was 12 sons, but I thought it was like, I didn't know if he had any wife or daughters or anything. Yeah, and his second wife, Rachel, had Joseph and Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And all of those sons formed the 12 tribes of Israel, the historic 12 tribes. Wow. Joseph uh, formed the tribe of Judah. So, okay, well, that's another even know that. Yeah, that's, that's... I didn't know that because I didn't read past that because I was going to stop the story there, but that's interesting. That is kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, no, give your story, Alan. Okay, so the person who I picked that exemplifies kindness, in my view, the most, would have to be Esther. And basically, her story is just in the entire book of Esther. Now, there is a lot of controversy surrounding Esther, as a biblical character because uh, the book of Esther does not mention God and any of his three forms anywhere in the entire book. And uh, there is some historical like things that are renaming and stuff like that that makes it seem weird. So most Protestants do not consider this part of the actual Bible. They consider it an apocryphal story. But anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give you some of the history of Esther first. So, uh, in the beginning, King Ahasuerus, which, if you don't know his name, you may know him by his more Greek name, which is Xerxes the First. Okay, so that's why I'm going to refer to him, because Ahasuerus is a very long name. <laughs> okay, so Xerxes the First is drunk in the beginning of the book of Esther. He's in his third year reign. He's sitting here, oh, oh, yeah, you know, acting drunk. (laughs) And he orders his queen at the time, which is Vashti or Vashti, however you want to say, to appear before him and his guests naked to display, to show like how beautiful she actually is. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That's pretty disgusting. So what he did, he's, he's like, oh, okay, bye. (laughs) <laughs> he banished her and was and uh, seeked out a new queen. Now, how they did that was he had some of his, uh, I 
don't know, I guess you could say like secretaries at the time. That's basically what they were. Some of his other harems, I guess, gathered ten virgins together to be uh, shown to him. And he would pick which one to be his, uh, like just one of them to be his new queen. Now this is where Esther comes in. She is the cousin of Mordecai and was a member of the Jewish community during that period. And she claimed her ancestor as Kish, who was a Benjamite, which is, you know, a very close-knit Jewish. Benjamites came from the tribe of Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was the orphan daughter of Mordecai's uncle, who was named Abhel. So that's just her beginning. Okay. Now back to the part where she's a virgin being lined up in front of the king. So her turn comes to be taken into the palace where Haggai prepares her to meet the king, like, individually. And this is where her kindness comes in. She is so kind to him, acts like the Proverbs 31 example of a woman. She is beautiful and she acts kind to him, so she becomes the highest, like, harem on there, the most uh, powerful harem. Mm. And the reason, or I'm sorry, Mordecai, in between her uh, visits to the king, gives her instructions to conceal her Jewish origins because the king was pagan. It was a Gentile. Okay, and because of her kindness, he falls in love with her and makes her his queen. Now, I believe they they, uh, killed all the other virgins. Cersei's did. Okay, so she gets coronated as the new queen and Mordecai learns of an assassination plot by two people, two eunuchs who guarded the king and eunuchs are men without balls. Okay, those two eunuchs were named Big Than and Teresh. They plotted to kill the king. So Mordecai notifies Esther, who is now queen, and tells the king in the name of Mordecai. She she goes to the king and tells him, Mordecai told me this, reveals the plot, and the king is saved. He kills the two eunuchs. And so the king values this so much that he records it in the annals of the kingdom, which is like the history, which is like the like the records, mm-hmm. you know, government records. Okay, so now the big bad villain of the uh, of the book comes in called Haman. He's an Agagite. He has made Xerxes' highest advisor and orders everyone to bow down to him bow down to me. Mordecai stations himself in the street, refuses to bow to him at this time. And Haman uses this because Haman actually has an intense hatred for the Jewish people. He tells King Xerxes this, and he pays him 10,000 silver talents, which is like currency at the time, for the right to exterminate all of the Jews in Xerxes' kingdom. And then he casts lots, which is known as Purim, using supernatural means. And he sets the date of extermination at the 13th day of the month of Adar, which is in the Jewish calendar. 
Oh, what would that be? Uh, yeah, would you know? Like what month? Okay, it would roughly be the month of March. Oh, okay. In the in the Gregorian calendar, which is what we use today. Yeah. All right, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he sends orders to all the other provinces that King Xerxes controls to allow the extermination of the Jews on that day. Mordecai learns of this. He did not learn of it before. And then he reveals it to Esther once again. And this time he tells Esther to reveal that she is Jewish and ask that he repeal the order. Esther hesitates again because during that time, if they found out you were Jewish, that's like a, you know, execution time right there. Mm. So, and also, she could be executed as well if she goes into the king without first being summoned. Because remember, this is the, the king is still higher than the queen. They weren't exactly equal during that time. But Mordecai urges her to try. Okay, and then Esther basically tells the entire Jewish community fast and pray for three days to give her a favor. Okay, and then, so she goes after the three days, she gains favor with the king, he summons her into his court, and then through her kindness, she sets up a banquet for Haman, where Haman, the king, and her are there. Okay. And, uh, the king is unable to sleep during the night before the first banquet. Mm-hmm. So he asked that the annals, again, there's the annals again, to be read to him. And then he finally gets read the page where Mordecai is mentioned of his great service, which I mentioned to you before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the king's like, oh, what did he get for doing this? Did he get any reward? And his attendants say no. So, uh, King's like, all right, set up an award for him. And then Haman's there, sitting there in the middle of the courtyard. I don't know what he's doing. He's just, like, standing there. Yeah. And then the king's like, yo, Haman, what you doing? Come over here. And he says, Haman, I want you to take Mordecai, put him on royal robes, and go through the streets, parade him through the streets. And again, Haman hates Mordecai because he's Jewish. Yeah. Mm. And then Haman, uh, the king orders Haman to say to the people, this is what shall be done to the man whom the king wishes to honor. So he's sitting here hating what he's doing. He has to go parade. And then Esther, again through her kindness, organizes a second banquet for Haman. Okay, and Xerxes is there already waiting. And because of what she has told the king, the king says, you can have half of my kingdom. You can share in the power. But she denies the offer. And then she says, I have a more basic issue for you. And she reveals to him that Haman, or she just says in general before this, a person is trying to kill her and her entire people, the Jews. And that this person's intentions are to harm the king and the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And during the banquet, 
Xerxes says, who is this person? Esther says, Haman, and she points to him. And then the king's like, king's mad at him, and he says, or he doesn't say anything, he just goes to the garden to calm down. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) The noises really help. (laughs) Well, while the king's in the garden, Haman sits there, throws himself down to Esther. And then uh, he's sitting there, please, Esther, have mercy on me. (laughs) And the king gets even more mad. And then when he turns around and sees Haman at her feet, he thinks that he is trying to grope her. Oh. Oh. And the king says, get removed from my sight, Haman. And he gets let out and tells the, and uh, a civil servant of the king known as Harvona informs the king that Haman had had built gallows, which if you don't know what gallows are, it's what you uh, used to hang people on earlier. Yes. Mm-hmm. He built them from Mordecai. That's what she told the king. And the king said, why would he do that? He has saved my life. And the king says, put Haman on the gallows. Hang him. Haman is hanged. And then Xerxes gives Haman's estate to Esther. Wow. And, Zer- and Esther then uh, gives it to Mordecai because he is her advisor. Oh, Esther wow. then gets the king to revoke the order exterminating the Jews. And uh, Esther also got him to execute another order to allow the Jewish people to defend themselves and fight with their oppressors. And on the 13th day of Adar, Mordecai was not killed. Haman was. He was hung. Uh. So that just shows you so it's it's kind of like saying uh, who uh, so would you like say this is an example of Esther's and Mordecai's kindness in this story? Well, yeah, basically Esther and Mordecai are kind of combined as the main characters. Oh, I see. So it's, uh, so it's uh, just to show how kindness kind of works out in the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was well, to show how Esther, not being a feminist, because remember she's a woman. Uh. She was not a feminist, not in a liberal, independent woman point of view. Like submitted to the king, yeah, we get but that, still persuaded him. <laughs> still persuaded him uh, through her kindness to uh, save her people. Wow. And that's pretty impressive right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. So that's my story of Esther. That's well, how she exemplifies kindness. Yeah, thanks, Alan, for the story. So, um,. Before we sign off today, um, I just wanted to say that we're now answering, I've heard a lot of people asking me, um, what about questions? You know, we have a few questions for you guys. Well, if you text us on our Instagram or you message us um, from our email, we'll now start answering questions here soon. So just whenever you guys get the chance, start emailing us or text us some questions and it might be featured here. Yeah, we'd love yeah. To, we'd love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. Our text is the same as the email. It's like a the Apple account. So if you have an iPhone or Apple device, you can text us through there at Warriors for Christ PDC at gmail dot com. Uh, next week, Austin's going to be leading us. Yes, I'm going to be leading worship. We're going to talk more about what that means. Mm. This is going to be it's going to be really interesting. 
So um, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I'm gonna be kind to myself and get myself something to eat because I I'm a little peckish. A little peckish. <laughs> But um, thank you everybody for listening and tuning in. Yeah, um, thanks for, uh, thanks, uh, thank you guys for just letting me uh, leave this stream. Today. Yeah, thank you, Adam. It's really been a pleasure, and I hope you have a good time at college. What is it next week? Yeah, it is. I, I am going to college next week, so probably next week, if uh, if they'll have me, I'll probably be on the Skype call, not just Alan. I'll know if we'll have you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'll with you. Alright, anyways, thank you everybody. Okay, well, before you guys actually say anything else, uh -huh. I also would like to mention that I would love to answer your questions as well. Yes, mm -hmm. Alan will be taking care of your questions, uh, and uh, we'll be talking about some of them on the show, but I think, Alan, you will be answering most of them, correct? Yes, because as you mentioned before, I do have the most biblical knowledge on this show. Yes, you do. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I am. Uh, but I encourage you guys to maybe do an act of kindness this week and maybe just let us know like what you're going through, how yeah kind you can be to somebody, just whatever it could be. Yeah. And and definitely, um since Alan is gonna be answering your questions, if you have any uh specific questions for a specific person, please let us know. Oh yeah, we'll be happy to Air something at any, at any point in time. Even if Adam's not here, we'll reach out to him I for definitely, you. <laughs> but I definitely think Alan will be able to suffice an answer for you. Yes. Almost definitely. Yeah. But thank you guys, and have a nice day.